Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. Hello. Welcome to the second episode of Scene 1 Take 1. Um, I'm Cole Real. I know it's been a while. Went on a little bit of a hiatus after um, putting out the first episode. Um, but you know what? We're going to be back at it in 2016. Hopefully we'll get a scene one, take one every week or so. Um, <clears throat> so today, the movie that we're going to be looking at is the Sylvester Stallone picture, Rocky. Um, it's one that I've been criticized a few times by um, Millhouse on the Silly Road podcast for not um seeing before um and with the new creed movie out um i think that this is going to be essential viewing before i eventually see creed um also it's a 1976 picture um one best picture nominated for 10 academy awards runtime of 120 minutes um starring sylvester stallone um and written by sylvester stallone and directed by John Avold Avoldsen. Um, but before um, I get into watching that and um, reviewing the movie, haven't watched it yet. That's how this podcast is going to work out. I'm going to do an intro um, every time before actually watching the movie. Um, I'm going to go over some um, more maybe recent films that I've seen. Um, and just give some little quick reviews of those um, because this I figure I'll do that at the beginning of most scene one take one episodes any uh, more recent movies that I've seen come in do a little quick review of them um, not give anything away by any means uh, but just not necessarily make them into a whole uh, episode on their own <clears throat> so the first film I have written down was um, a walk in the woods um, Starring um, Robert Redford and Nick Nolte. Um, it's a film about um, a couple guys who go on a hike, basically. A couple older guys um, going on the Appalachian Trail. Um, thought it was a fun movie. Easy watch. Um, I don't think anything more needs to necessarily be um, read into that. They're not going um, to... Tr- they're not trying to make the best film um, ever. It's a fun watch. A good adaptation um from what i could gather from watching it with some people who read the book um they stated it leaves a lot out but um when you're doing an adaptation sometimes you need that the next movie i have written down um spongebob sponge out of water um the sequel i guess you could say to the spongebob movie um you know spongebob a fun character that a lot of um kids um, around my age grew up with um, and overall um, I think from advertisements for this film um, 
and the title itself kind of led you to believe that the majority of the film was going to be Spongebob and his pals on land, um, and that was very untrue. The majority of it just plays like a um, regular Spongebob episode, which um, I think some people will like. Uh, I thought it was very disappointing. Next newer film that I watched, um, like the majority of um, Americans out there right now, um, was Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. Um, I think there's going to be a lot more people out there um, who can give you clearer descriptions of the film. Um, Harley Morstein of Epic Meal Time um, did a great breakdown on his personal channel on YouTube. Um, it's about an hour long or so. Um, would highly suggest that you watch that. <clears throat> he really gets into um, deep with the film and um, necessarily why some things happened, which it seems like um, some of the viewing viewing audience and critics didn't necessarily pick up on. Um, I think a lot of people went into the film wanting to dislike it, um, and if they did that, then they came out disliking it. I think it was a um, great, great re revamp restart redo whatever you want to call it um it set us up for um, however many more films they want to do gave us new characters to like um left kind of um the original trilogy to be where it is and um set up a nice buffer of the 30 year zone um which i'm not really sure how years work in the Star Wars universe, but we'll just let that slide. <clears throat> but, you know, it kind of just showed you everything was happening again. The Force Awakens, I think. Uh, the title gives you most of what this film was doing. Um, and I don't think any more really needs to be looked into it than that. Um, fun film. If you haven't seen it, watch it. I'm not sure how you haven't seen it yet. Um, Let's see it while it's in the theater and get that theater experience while you can. Um, by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be... Um, crowds are going to be died down a little bit in the theater. Won't be as packed as it was in the opening couple weeks. Um, and also, I re-watched re um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory also. Um, one of my favorite films of all time. Um, brilliantly crafted movie i think you could say gene wilder just gives in um a maybe one of the greatest performances of all time um really dove into the character as i would argue johnny depp also did in his portrayal um in that film that other that does have a lot of problems um <clears throat> with charlie and the chocolate factory being what i'm referring to no but mel stewart did a great job there's um, a great color scheme um, I think great use of um, cinematography in the film as far as how he decides to um, capture Charlie throughout the film, how he decides to frame him, um, how it kind of feels like you're going to a different land um, once you get inside the factory, which I think is always fun. It's always fun to have that kind of journey in a film. No, but I think it's a great film to rewatch at any time um, with any group of people. And if you take a closer look into what the film is doing, maybe you saw it as a child 
and you haven't gone back to it since, I would highly suggest going back to it as um, a more experienced person, more experienced film viewer, um, and really delving into some of the themes and some of just the overall um, storytelling within the film and how it's captured and great performances by just about everyone. Um, but enough to be said about um, old, well, not old news, but enough said about that. Okay, um, so now I am going to go watch the Sylvester Stallone film Rocky. Um, yeah, I've never seen it before. Um, what do I know about it? Um, Philadelphia, I know that about it. It's a boxing movie um, turned into, was it just a, was it a musical or just a stage play? I think it was a musical for a little while. Um, and if you go online and look at some of um, some of the staging of scenes, very cool what they did with that. Um, yeah, but I've never seen it. Um, I can't tell you much of the storyline of the film. Um, that's never really been spoiled for me as much as it was for something like King Kong, which I just did. Um, so we're going to watch this movie now, and I'll come back after the break. watched Rocky, took some notes, and we'll go over those notes now. Um, so the film opens up on the scroll of um, a title card, I guess you could say, um, and just just the word Rocky scrolls across from left to right. Great scroll. Um, not sure. Mm. Okay, and it sets up the whole mood. Um, kind of for the movie, um, I think the theme of Rocky, um, is great in setting up an underdog story, um, I think that's really what that soundtrack, um, encapsulates, I guess you could say, if that's a word, um, in a good way, so the theme plays, and then we get, um, November 25th, 1975, Philadelphia, um, an image of Jesus, and then uh, pan down to Rocky fighting in the ring. Um, and right off the bat, um, you can tell it's a great 70s movie. Great um, lighting. That was um, great lighting and colors. Very telling of a 70s film. Um, and there's booing. The crowd's booing. Um. All this stuff's going on. We're getting the low angle shots um, up on the boxing ring of Rocky fighting his opponent. Um, at one point, Rocky gets headbutted in this match. Um, he freaks out and pounds on the opponent, and he wins. So we kind of set up that um, Rocky is at least somewhat of a skilled fighter. Um, 
think that's what that opening scene sets up. Also shows you that he's not necessarily in the best um, environment in his life. Um, and we get a lot of um, street shots right off the bat of lower income neighborhoods. Um, Rocky walks by a trash can fire um, at the beginning. Um, and then we see Rocky go into his apartment, um, which is pretty darn dirty, I guess you could say. Um, but you know what? Rocky's doing, Rocky's doing the best of what he's got. We soon see Rocky go to the pet store, talk to Adrian. Um, and you can kind of see that Rocky um, has liked Adrian from a distance for a while. However, um, Adrian's, uh, I don't know, shyness, I guess, is what we'll characterize it as. But there's definitely some more um, deeper mental issues going on there with her. Um, maybe evidenced in how Polly is treating her at home that we see later on. Who knows? Um, but Adrian is one shy girl. And that is evidenced very early on with Rocky going to the pet store. Um, and after we see them meet for the first time, well, meet for the first time on screen, um, Rocky goes to a shipyard trying to get money from a guy, and Rocky is even getting teased by the guy driving the loan shark around Philadelphia. Um, so Rocky d does not have a lot of respect going for him in his life. Um, he's just trying to get by day to day from the looks of it. Uh Rocky goes back to the gym. We see Mickey has thrown his stuff out of the locker. Mickey and Rocky fight. And then um, Rocky leaves the gym. Um, he goes to the pet store where we see him have another very um, awkward conversation with Adrian. Um, and then we see Rocky go to a tavern later on. Um, he, talks to Paul, he talks to Polly. We meet Polly for the first time. Um, we see Apollo Creed on TV. Um, first introduction to the character of Apollo Creed. Um, very important in this film. Um, and what I thought was interesting is Apollo is, um, throughout the film, kind of builds himself as all-American, um, America, freedom, blah, blah, blah. Um, and yet, the story that we're trying to tell of America is actually not of the rich, successful boxer, um, African-American boxer at that in the 1970s where um, there was more integration of um, black culture into mainstream American culture. Um, and we see Apollo Creed kind of being a face of that. And yet the story that the film tells is of the um, poor white guy trying to um, make it big, I guess you could say. Um, and there's a lot of mention of taking chances by Apollo Creed, um, something that Rocky is forced to do later in the film. Um, so to continue, he's on a street corner with a gang of kids is there. He pulls one of the girls aside, talks to her about being the lady. Um, the conversation ends with the girl saying, screw you, creepo. Um, I guess this is just kind of setting up more of Rocky is not very well respected in his life at, um, by just about anyone 
at this point he's kind of seen as um, yesterday's news and then one of the next things that happens in the film um, Apollo Creed has to find a new opponent to box against um, he picks Rocky the Italian sorry he picks Rocky the Italian stallion based off the name um, the decision comes across very business oriented um, not um, just showing you Rocky kind of got the opportunity um, just based off of luck and appearance rather than any real um, boxing skill. Um, so Rocky is walking the streets with Polly. Okay, and it's Thanksgiving, um, and Polly and Rocky, um, they go back to um, Polly and Adrian's house to... Um, because Polly's going to go on a date with Adrian, who's Polly's sister, who um, there's been kind of a mutual interest by Polly and Rocky to get Rocky and Adrian together for a while. Um, Polly goes to the house. He throws a turkey that's in the oven in the street. Adrian is very upset by this. And yet, um, we still, we see... Polly eventually take Adrian um, out on a date. Also, a lot of mention of bad moods up to this point in the film. Um, maybe on a second or third watching, I could get a little bit more detail into why that is mentioned so much. Um, if bad moods is truly a theme in the film, Rocky. Um, okay, so then Rocky goes skating with Adrian. Um very, um, very awkward conversation, Rocky, Rocky just kind of bragging about, um, his successes in boxing, all his fights, um, just really trying to break through with Adrian, who is giving him just about nothing to work with, um, but then again, I would say Rocky might be very intimidating to her, um, it seems like life is kind of intimidating to her, so she's, um, more happy just kind of staying in a bubble. Um, so we see more um, Philadelphia poor streets at this point. Um, and the relationship builds when Adrian and Rocky go to um, Rocky's apartment. And then they kind of talk and whatever. They're, um, they're in love at this point, I guess you could say. Um, which kind of seems to be... Uh, this scene is kind of evident to a few problems I had with the film. Um, there's not necessarily a lot of build-up to certain things. Um, it's And when it is, um, when certain things climax like this part, um, and Rocky saying that um, he doesn't think he can beat Apollo right before the match, um, not necessarily good... Um, writing in uh, escalation of what's going to happen, but more so um, there's a lot more epiphanies, I guess could be um, a theme that Rocky um, evidences or that happens a lot in Rocky. There's a lot more epiphanies rather than um, building, rather than build up. Things just kind of happen, which I guess gives it somewhat um, uh, mythical, a mythical vibe, which I think is something that a lot of people like in this film. Um, however, it seemed more like bad writing than anything else. Um, 
So the next day, Mickey goes, or Rocky goes to Mickey's um, boxing studio, whatever you want to call it. Um, Mickey tells Rocky he has the talent kind of deal. Um, this is while Rocky um, has been informed that Apollo Creed wants to see him. Rocky goes to the office um, that we've previously previously seen Apollo Creed at. Um, and he gets the offer to do the fight. Um, there's a nice classic 70s zoom um, to Rocky's reaction at this point. And then Rocky and Adrian watch um, an Apollo Creed slash Rocky press conference on TV after this. Um, Rocky gets paid $500 by the loan shark. I'm not sure if the loan shark is something that comes up more in subs subsequent in sequels to Rocky. Um, but there's no real payoff with the loan shark in this film. By the end of the film, there's no payoff as to um, why was so much time invested in the loan shark um, rather than just seeing that rather than just telling like what Rocky's life is like um, continuing Mickey then goes to Rocky's apartment to try to um, be Rocky's manager Rocky's very stubborn um, and then Rocky starts yelling at himself after he sh told Mickey he has to leave um, and then Mickey hears it can clearly hear it from the stairwell and from the street um, I think this is the first time might be wrong on this we see the stairwell is in this scene um, I always it always kind of looked to me like Rocky just went in the front door and his apartment was there um, so I think that was a little um, not very well set up, not very well edited, I guess you could say, um, up until this point. Um, and then Rocky ends up running into the street after Mickey. Um, Rocky wakes up and drinks the raw eggs. Um, and then Rocky jogs. He goes to the stairs. Um, he makes it to the top of the stairs, which um, the, it is iconic. Known we see Rocky at the top of the stairs um, in whatever, film montages, best moments in film kind of thing. Um, and yet, you see him run up the stairs this first time, and he still makes it to the top of the stairs, which I guess is a little um, misleading. When you see just the clip of Rocky at the top of the stairs, you kind of think, oh, it's because he made it to the top of the stairs that he's celebrating, when in reality, um, he just makes it up there with a lot more ease than he did in his first attempt. Um, then we see um, a meat cooler scene, and this is the first time um, you see Polly drinking on the job. Um, first time, I think previously it's kind of alluded to that um, Polly is an alcoholic. However, in this scene is the first time um, where you really get a sense of that. Also, it seems like there's very little food safety concerns at this meat cooler. Um, and then... Rocky and Adrian have another scene together, um, and then Mickey tells Rocky in the scene after that that um, women weaken legs, and yet we never see a payoff of that at any point. We don't see Mickey saying to Rocky, "Oh, you can't, um, you can't see Adrian." After he continues to see her after he gets this advice, 
Um, it's another thing that there's no real payoff for that in this film. It, there might be in the sequels. I don't know. Um, but Rocky, Rocky's relationship with Adrian does not seem to um, become any less point of his life after this. It, it actually becomes more Adrian and him end up living together. So I'm not really sure why that was inserted there or made such a big point of by Mickey. Um, not sure if it was just Mickey kind of making offhand comment and not made to be, not meant to be, um, advice. And, um, so Rocky gets home from the gym. Adrian, um, is waiting there. Um, I believe this is the point where they move in together. Um, and Rocky also gets Bupkiss, the dog who we see in all of one scene. Um, and then we never see him again. Again, little payoff from the dog, um, rather than Rocky, Rocky and Bubkiss running together, um, they go to Polly, um, at the meat cooler, and then there's a TV broadcast done, um, that we see the guy back at the office, um, where Apollo Creed is, um, he ends up watching this, and he tries to warn Apollo Creed that this guy might be more serious than they think he is, um, judging by him hitting some slabs of meat. Um, and then the next scene, um, Polly comes home drunk and um, starts smashing stuff with a bat. Oh, and that's the point where Adrian ends up moving in with Rocky. Okay. Um, and then we go back to the gym with Mickey for a scene there. Um, and then we get the training montage. Um, uh, very iconic training montage um, that has been parodied and um, homaged um, in many, many films. Um, no, but I think it still holds up very well for today's cinema. I think it's brilliantly used. We get some great shots of Philadelphia. I really like how this film captures a city, um, captures the tone of a city. Um, and we also get the iconic stair shot at the end of this um, with a great soundtrack in the background. Um, I would say great soundtrack overall in this film. Um, simplistic and it, it works for it quite a bit. Um, so then we go back to Rocky's place um, after Adrian has moved in with him at this point. He has a Christmas tree, other decorations, um, something that's kind of thrown in there as Rocky makes the comment. When him and Adrian go on the first date on Thanksgiving, he says something like, Oh, um, to everyone else it's Thanksgiving, but to me it's just Thursday. Um, so we kind of see him acknowledging a holiday. At least I think that's what the film is trying to say. Maybe they just put in Christmas decorations in there to reiterate that it's Christmas time. Um, who knows? But I would like to think that was intentionally done to kind of make that point that um, Adrian is kind of changing Rocky. So Rocky goes to the ring that the fight will be at. He looks around. Um, he makes a comment about the poster looking wrong. Um, something else that doesn't really pay off in any means. Um, he makes the comment to the guy running the promoter of the fight. Um... And then that's when Rocky goes back to the apartment with Adrian as that he can't win. And now his goal is just going to be to complete the fight with Apollo Creed. Um, I would have liked to see 
maybe Rocky realize this um, a little bit more um, and not state his motive um, so clearly. It seems like in an original script or something, maybe Rocky just lost the match, um, but he still felt like a champion. So we kind of corrected that um, by saying that somebody was along the lines was like, well, Sylvester, what if Rocky just wants to go all the... Um, go all the rounds with Apollo Creed and then they slipped that into the script in a previous part and then they slipped it in there that's kind of what it feels like doesn't mean that's what happened um however it does feel lazy um quite a bit and it's um just kind of that epiphany moment which I don't think um a lot of films can pull off because it's just bad writing um Continue. The fight happens. Um, great fight. Very few. Um, there's a few moments where you can kind of see um, the weakness in punching. And um, like the overhead shots that they use. Um, kind of not the best. Um, but Rocky gives a beating to Apollo. And Apollo delivers one back when Apollo was just kind of walking in. Um, thinking this was just going to be an easy match for him. But turns out um, Rocky has a lot of heart and um, willpower. And that's what gets across in Rocky loses by a decision. So in at the end of the film, Rocky loses the match, but he has Adrian. Um, so overall, this film, um, from my first time viewing it, uh, I didn't... I'm not sure if I didn't get it or um, I just don't get why this film is so iconic, I guess. Um, a lot of weak story elements. Uh, it's an underdog story, but underdog stories have been done um, a million to one at this point. Um, so maybe that's why it doesn't hold up as well because it was kind of um, sometimes the innovative films don't necessarily hold up just because we've seen them built upon so much in the future. You can go back and watch whatever the first com first big comedy is done on film. You can go back and watch stuff like Marx Brothers that's very satirical. Um, and then you say to yourself, wow, this isn't very good satire. Um, but it's because we've seen that genre built upon so much more in um, a lot of media senses that the originals don't necessarily hold up to... Um, what what most viewers have experienced um, as satire. But without that foundation, you don't kind of get that. And I think the same thing with Rocky and the underdog story. Um, Rocky, probably one of the foundations of the underdog story in film, um, kind of has set up a way for it to be done. So I think um, it should be respected for that. Um, however, the relationship, um, which is the end payoff to the film, I guess you could say, um, very, very weak buildup for that relationship. They just kind of have one scene where Rocky just starts talking at Adrian and somehow, um, they all of a sudden become in love. Um, weak, weak writing at that point. Sylvester Stallone's performance of Rocky, I think it was a very odd character, um, but I think he did a very cool job with it, um. I think he did a cool job um, writing the movie overall. Um, 
yes, I'm glad that I watched it. Um, however, I don't think it met expectations. Also, um, on Twitter, we got a comment from Rob Loves Beard. From Rob Loves Beard on Twitter, we have, I hurt my finger on a chain link fence while walking up to the theater to see Rocky with my parents at age two. Did you happen to sustain any injuries in the moments leading up to your first viewing of the film? I did not, but I appreciated um, hearing that story a lot. And I think a lot of people have um, a lot of memories that they've kind of um, linked together um, with Rock with Rocky. It's very nostalgic to a lot of people, and um, that's what people that's what people like, I guess. Um, they like this underdog story. They like they like a lot of things about it. Um, I think there's a lot to like about this film. It's iconic. Um, and I'm excited to check out more of the Rocky series. Okay, so what do you people think I should do next? Um, you can always email um, racereel, R-A-C-E-R-I-E-L, at comcast.net with any, um, with any opinions. Um, we're at real, real on Twitter now. Change that around. Um, R-E-A-L-C-O-L-E-R-I-E-L. Um, so tell me what films you want me to do in the future on Scene 1 Take 1. Um, I thank you for listening. Um, hopefully we'll get on a more regular basis with this um, podcast. And um, yeah, guys, go check out Rocky if you haven't seen it. Um, so you can finally get what everybody is talking about when they make references to the film. Um, that's what this whole podcast is going to be about, kind of removing the stigma of um, not not having seen a film that everybody else has seen. You know what? Just sit down and watch it, um, and then come back here and, and listen to what I thought. Or maybe you saw this film a long time ago, and you want to listen um, to what uh, somebody who hasn't seen it before thinks of it. Um, all these shows are going to be in detail like this, hopefully, unless I have a guest, we'd kind of, um, alter the format of the show. Um, yeah, but Rocky, beautiful, um, street filmography done in this film. Um, some classic 70s costumes and lighting, um, really sets the mood, captures a city in Philadelphia well. Um, so that's going to be all we got here for episode two of scene one take one uh, rocky uh, give me some feedback leave a review on itunes whatever the heck you guys want to do okay um so see you next time With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.